Alright, run it. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast, episode 12. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, aka Starman, and she is the soon to be politically acclaimed poet, Lady Godiva. Ooh, la la. Hello. <laughs> we start this one on a somber note as a rock icon, David Bowie, has passed away. I want to say about David Bowie is, David Bowie was the motherfucking man. Like, David Bowie, because everybody else talking about all the stuff that was beautiful, you know, under pressure, breaking down, and all that. But David Bowie told MTV, because he, he gets a, he gets to be, he's the man forever for this. He told MTV, why y'all don't play black people music? Wow. Question, because he said Rick James has an amazing video right now. Like, super free. He loves to, David Bowie loves Super Freak. <laughs> David Bowie loves Super Freak, and he basically told MTV, yo, why is why is Super Freak not being played? And they tried to give him this answer. It was like, who cares what everybody else is doing? Why why are you not showing it? Because they tried to get like this this, this um, superficial answer about other people. It kind of was like, we don't want to run the white people out. But he was like, you need to be showing them. It got to one point where it was like, if you don't show them, then you just need to pull my music as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he really, he really loved, um, he really loved like black people music. Cause, yeah, he really loved black people because he married Iman. So <laughs> he was like, one time he doing an interview with um Brian Gumble, and he he was talking about how rap is the um the most creative form of the arts when it comes to music because it's so much truth wrapped into it. That's so cool. But yeah, he really, he really fought, he really fought for the rights of black people. A lot of people don't know that because they don't know about David Bowie. But David Bowie was able to stay relevant to the day that he died. He put out an album last week. No way. He was he was able to from the moment he stepped onto the scene to the to literally the day that he passed, he was able to stay relevant in this music market while transcending other genres. Like he made his own lane. Like only person to do that was Madonna. You can say what you want about Madonna, but Madonna has always been relevant till this day. Still to this day, he was able to do rock, jazz, folk. He did R and B to a certain point. It really wasn't that much of an R and B, but it was more of a. He knew his tone, like he knew his lane, so he stayed in his lane enough that where his R and B was at a certain level, that he stayed at it. Not to mention that the man was a cultural icon when it came to fashion. David Bowie can dress his ass off. David Bowie, like David Bowie, like a lot of people probably can rep. Like if y'all ever seen Jeffrey Star, Jeffrey Star without the dresses is David Bowie. Like David Bowie was able to be drogynous back in the day. Like I think he was one of the first people to be drogynous, and it was just cool with it. You know, like we're cool with Prince doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, that was David. That's David Bowie. Like David Bowie. He used to dress however he wanted to, and nobody could tell him nothing. Like, he was the fucking man. Wow, that sounds like it. he was, and still is, because, I mean, like we've mentioned before in other episodes, like, you can never say that legends die. They don't die, because there's influencers, and that's what he was. 
and still is. Exactly, because he he even made ice it like indirectly. The you know the baseline boom 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um that's pressure looking down on me, looking down on you. No, no. Under pressure. That's that song. That's the um David Bowie and Queen song. Nice. <laughs> he got man. Oh my God! Is him and Rick? Who? Is him and Rick James? Because you you know the song Fame. Yeah. Things over. If him and Rick James would have got down on Fame, I would have lost it. <laughs> Rick James would have murdered Fame. It would have been beautifully great because he was already talking about she's a super freak, super freak, she's super freaky, y'all. So Rick James, so he already sold David Bowie already liked super freak. So just imagine him on, just imagine, just imagine them two doing faint. Oh my God, Rick James or the that'd have been beautiful. I can imagine. <laughs> like, I don't know. You just go. I was like, listen. I was trying to listen back to his hits, and it's like he got so many. You got Starman. You got the man got hits. He he is spent he like he he would like he left a legacy that would live on way before way after any of us is still here. Yeah, and that's, that is that's always, yeah, that's always awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like so, are you are you younger listeners? If you don't know who David Bowie is, then you need to go back and watch the catalog. Like whenever you see a person wearing their um their makeup with the the lightning bolt across their face. That's referencing something that David Bowie, Dave Bowie did. He said he said the he set, he set the styles that they like to copy. Well, they like to run with. He set the foundation for y'all to be cool. He said he made it okay to be you. That's what he did for you, everybody, <laughs> and we all appreciate it. Yeah, so definitely. God bless you. Live, you live the life. Mm-hmm. You can take a break now. Matter of fact, no, don't take a break. I hope you're in heaven right now with Michael Jackson, Rick James, recording songs together. Oh, wow. What a beautiful sound that is. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, no, nah, no. Nah, I, I can't. I'm trying to think of a song. But, oh, my God. This is during our topic. When I was younger, I used to love Butterflies by Michael Jackson. Yes, yes. <laughs> butterflies and I and I I just wanna touch to kiss say I wish that I could be with you tonight you give me you give me butterflies and I and I and I if, okay Javars <laughs> chill out it's ground okay. control, ground control, the major marshal. You feeling it? <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, man, because those two let man lessons go too soon. Yep. But really I always do. appreciate. I honestly appreciate the legacy that they leave behind because butterflies, man, I love that song. <laughs> it made me think of um. Do you remember when we fell in love? It was. You know, and then um the meme that went around when it was like, oh, so 
he asking you, do you remember? And he dancing all around my crib, but you didn't hit. Remember the video? Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember the time when we fell in love? Do you remember the time when we first met, girl? Oh, why? He's like, oh, but he didn't hit. <laughs> remember my baby. I can't hit the high notes, man. <laughs> Do you remember, girl? You and me on the phone. Oh my god, shout out to Michael Jackson, man. Rest in peace. You whoo, you a legend, dog. You yeah. a legend. But man, I had to I had to keep that going for a minute because we about to bring the mood all the way down. I know. <laughs> we gotta talk about this fish grease. Oh man. So um this Netflix documentary series casts doubt on a Wisconsin man's conviction has become a phenomenon, turning viewers into armchair sleuths, including both of us. It's crazy. <laughs> We're, I'm sitting there texting him. <laughs> like, man. what the hell? <laughs> man, it was, ooh, it was just, it was just, yeah. It was filmed over a 10-year period. Making a murderer is a uh, Unpredicted real life thriller about Stephen Avery, a DNA exonerated case who, while in the midst of exposing corruption in the local law enforcement, finds himself the prime suspect in a gutsy new crime set in America's heartland. The series takes viewers into a high stakes criminal case where reputation is everything and things are never as they appear. They really are never <laughs> what they appear. Honestly. So if you have not watched this, just stop listening right now. I think we gave you enough of a podcast that if you stop you stop listening right now, then you'll have your full podcast experience for this week. We'll see you next week. But if you have not watched it, stop watching. Stop listening. We're telling you right now it's gonna be spoilers everywhere. So stop. (laughs) Okay. Now that we done get that disclaimer, what first of all, what the hell is going on in Wisconsin? Yeah, it's just, it's, I'm not going there. <laughs> man, if they doing this to white people, just imagine what they're doing to everybody else. Yeah, I'm not going there. Like, nope. I didn't know white people get prosecuted like this. Set up the system. <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta get, like, oh my God. Like, what's that, what's that J. Cole line? Freedom's just an illusion. That's my conclusion. And if it ain't, then why my niggas keep on losing theirs? It goes out to childhood friends doing bids prison tats on their backs like souvenirs. This man, Steve Avery, got the worst luck in America. Now, this the show starts with his first stint in jail where he gets 18 years for a crime he didn't commit. What happened is he tried. He drove his cousin off the side of the road because his cousin had been running around town telling him, telling everybody that this man is on, on the top of his car masturbating. Mm. Master, what she say? Masturbating, having sex on top of his car in the like in the, on the side of the road that pe- for people can see every day. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, so she's casting aspersions on this man that he says not true. So he goes and he confronts her, which is which is stupid to do for him to confront her in the way he did, driving her off the road with a gun. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show you, motherfucker. You sound masturbating. 
I'm gonna shoot your ass. Like I'd have been like, oh my god. So, oh my god, that just just drives her off the road. So he drives her off the road. He waves the gun. He goes to jail for that. But come to find out, the um she's married to a sheriff. Now, those are the worst kinds. Dude, <laughs> if you're one of the things I always take note of when people get killed in the streets is when a cop get killed by a civilian and the cops go, it's personal. Like when the cops says it's personal, that means when they say they're going to find this killer, it's like, so are you not trying hard to find the other killers in this society? So I always take note of that. But then we come to the fact that now they're trying to pin them. They, they're trying to pin something on him, but they couldn't pin that thing on him because he really didn't do nothing too severe that you could give him that much jail time. Mind you, they already don't like they don't like the Averys in this Wisconsin town because they feel like the Averys are better than them. Yeah, and, and that's so sad that they took it to that level, though. Eighteen years of this guy's precious life just out the window. Exactly. And they hate them and they hate them. They hate them in this town for the most stupidest thing because they own a junk cause they own they own a junkyard and they and they have and they have land. Yeah, out of all things to be upset about, really that's the only thing. That's the only thing. They say the brothers like be causing havoc or whatever, but what? So yeah. okay. So okay, so let's get to the point where he gets to 18 years. So after he gets um after he gets let out for for the chasing the cousin off the road, this woman gets raped in the town. Now, when she gets raped, this way it gets this way it gets sketchy. She gets raped and left on the side of the road. They find her and they're questioning her about who raped her, and they're basic and they're talking her into saying Stephen Avery. They keep on asking him, did he they keep on asking her, did he look like this? Do he look like that? Oh, it probably was this. Then they they hand fed her the answers they wanted. Then they went after Steve Avery. Yeah, and wait, but was it she didn't he break into her home? Not Steve Avery, but the actual rapist. Um, I probably yeah. I'm I'm gonna say yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he broke into her home while her, yeah, because I remember her saying um she and her daughter were home and he he pretty much like snatched her um and then with a towel yeah false, imprison- yeah, false imprisonment because that's yeah. what they um that's what they paint steve avery on they try to give him false imprisonment so yeah he snatched her up out of her home rapes her and, uh, and brutally brutally abuses her and then they try to pin on steve avery this whole time but the thing is the steve avery part Steve Avery had an alibi from the moment that they started to the moment that they ended. So how can you sit here and think that this is the right man if he has the alibi? But this police department, the sheriff's department, they really got it out for him. So they're going to pin this on him no matter what. They, oh my God. Yeah. The, part, the part where the dude frames the picture that he used to frame Steve Avery is the most disturbing thing in the first in the first episode <laughs> we still on the first episode yeah i'm 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 utterly disturbed like i can't believe they can go to that extent and get away with it for that long like where where are the actual eyes the good good guys like you know the good detectives and the good 
um, sheriffs and you know what I mean? Because you know you got the equal, not equal amount, but some are good. And where were they? <laughs> right. Like this is like the like on a scale of one to ten. This 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 is like the stupid part. Like this is like a one. We're trying. We're we're talking you up to the part that we really want to talk about. Like we're doing our best to get there as fast as we can because we know y'all want to talk about that. So. Fast forward, blah, 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 blah. He in jail for like 18 years. And then they finally, Wisconsin finally gets this thing called DNA samples. And then they figure out that Steve Avery didn't do it mm-hmm. because of the DNA. The DNA said he didn't do it. So he get exonerated. But they try to pin a murder on him from some underwear that he don't even wear. He don't even own a pair of underwear. <laughs> This man, this man got locked up at 18 and get out to like 18 years later. So this man done spent his whole time. He done spent all this time in jail. So he gets out of jail and he's furious. I mean, he he's about to fight the see. He's fighting the system. He he's not taking it laying down. He sued um that police department for 36 million dollars. Yeah, he so, has the right to. Yeah. So he's going about his life for like two years and then he wins the he wins he wins the um they uphold they make a new, they put a new law in place to basically get him his money the Steve Avery law and two days after they get the Steve Avery law in place whoop whoop no my bad two days before it gets put in place whoop whoop <laughs> that's the sound of the police whoop whoop that's the sound of the police they come and they pick him up for fucking murder now. This is the good part. This is the juice. This is the juicy part we want to talk about. Who we're gonna start about who you who, okay? So because <laughs> it's so much, it's so this is so this is so complex that I don't know where to start. So they're trying to convict Steve. <laughs> so they pick Steve Avery up for the murder of Teresa. Teresa is a photographer for autotrader.com. She has been to the Steve Avery house. Countless times. I think it was five at least. So she knew him and she knew her. He runs a salvage yard, also known as a junkyard. So he puts together cars and he sells them or whatever. So they, so they, so they, it's safe to say that these people know each other. Mm-hmm. They know each other. So they lock him up for the murder of her. And from the get go, I found this to be the most suspicious thing ever because if you about to get $36 million, what you murdering somebody for? Like, like, where did you develop this sense and this fetish of murdering? Right. There's no right. way I'm about to get $36 million and I'm going to fuck that up by murdering somebody randomly. You've <laughs> been in your house five times, so did, you're like, today, today, I'm going to murder her. I'm just, it's flabbergasted. Then, okay, so they say, so this is, this is the case they're trying to present against him. They said, they said he murdered her he was also able to burn the body. Here's the thing about if you burn the body, you're gonna take a disintegrator, like her, her fucking chart. If your hand, if you burn a body beyond the point of recognition, then I mean you use a disintegrator. Yeah. You didn't do the open pit fight. Okay, so you mean tell me that Steve Avery was out there in an open pit fire burning her body and nobody noticed? <laughs> Oh my goodness, they framed him big time. And the bad part is everything 
that was recorded showed how how idiotic like how how much fuckery is going on and everyone's giving the blind eye you know like turning the other cheek They're like man whatever like all this all this circumstantial evidence is crazy like for one you gotta so okay i'm trying to if we if we jumping around we jumping around because we don't know where we don't know where to start and where to go and where to <laughs> where we going we just going it will be just going at this point because it's so hard to put it all in order. So they say Teresa got missing and then they sit out a search party. The leader of the search party is her ex-boyfriend. Not to yeah. be confused with her ex-boyfriend as in now that she has passed away, he is now a ex, but as in ex-boyfriend, as in they don't she didn't wasn't rocking with him as when she was alive. <laughs> How is this man not questioned? He's the leader of the search group of his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and then he he um hacked her cell phone, her voicemail. Bruh. Oh, he hacks the so yes, he hacks the cell phone and he has back and she mind you, she he hacks the cell phone and her call log showed that somebody was calling her back to back to back to back to back to back. And 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 after she died, voicemails were deleted. Yeah, like he he hacked into her uh, voicemail, uh, like figured out her password and hacked into it. And um, either he deleted it or yeah. her her brother did. No, no, it had to be him. No, it I know, I know, but that, I'm just saying that's that's the ultimatum they were they were fuck saying. That, fuck that! It was him. <laughs> and you know, into, you if she. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Nah, Facebook wasn't out then because it was about 2002, 2003. So he was stalking her. Let's be clear. He was a stalker. I don't even think they was dating that long when he was with her. So this girl was basically like a one month or two month thing that you have seen probably dated her for a little while, hung out, and now you leading the search party to find her? Yeah. Um, that was weird because when he was questioned, he just referred to her as his friend. And um, and then the funny part too that I found suspicious is when he was describing that she had a roommate and the way he, like his facial expression was kind of like, you know, yeah, she had a fucking roommate. Like. <laughs> dude, this dude, he is psychotic. He was leading, I'm still talking about the fact he was leading the search party. He done hacked into this man is showing everything that you need to know about a serial killer. He hacked her. He hacked her. He hacked her. Um, her phone log. And this wasn't like he found he had her phone or something. This was you check your bill online. Right. Right. And you hacked. He had to hack into. He had to hack into her fucking account. He yeah. hacked into her account. Like, how the hell is this man not questioned for the murder? The brother is also a douchebag. Yeah, he he just wants to blame uh, Steve because she that was the last place she was seen, according to them. And it is not not just that we we fast forwarded a little. I mean, he was Steve Avery. Um not only was the county or whatever in wisconsin against him and 
all his defense attorney <laughs> was against him, uh, his own nope. defense attorney, and his family. What the hell? Oh, we forgot about, oh my God, his family. We didn't forget about him, but I was trying to think how we can work him in and we can work him in here now. Brandon! <laughs> that poor child. Oh my gosh. I'm so confused. I I wanted to be a lawyer. I used to want to be a lawyer. So I, so this is my Bible in me. If you're a grown man, your IQ reach is lower than a certain level, that should be insubmissible in court. Like you shouldn't be able to testify for nothing. How the hell can you even be able to be taken seriously if you can you this man asked what does what does inconsistent mean? Yeah, I felt I, I actually felt bad for him because he's 16 years old and he's really like not he But guess he was so basically when this happened, he was our age when this happened. When, like when this happened, because this is 2000, 2003, what we're talking about. So when this happened, he was around our age. We knew this boy. This I'm not. I'm not. When I'm say this, I'm not trying to break down this man's character and quit and call the boy slow. But I'm trying to demonstrate that he was he was not in his mental capacity was not high enough that a statement from him should be valid in the court of law. Right. His even his interrogation. They basically coerced the answers out of him. They said, yeah. they said Brent, He tried to give them answers. He said they said Brendan. That's not what happened. Because this is Brendan's story. Okay, this is what I want to know. Did they slip her throat or did they shoot her in the head? Because at first it went from he was raping her and he invited me in to join the rape. Like, what? Because remember he said he came to the door. He said he came to the door and see Adrian was really sweaty. Yeah, he did say that. And um, mind you, they all live in this like... Proximity of each other. Yeah, not even uh, like feet away. It's just um, what you call it? It's a big, 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 massive acres of land, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of trailers, um, across from each other, and that's where the family lived. Like Steve Avery lived there, his cousin, and her children and husband lived there, and then another family, right? His parents. Um, I think his parents lived there as well. Like it was because they they had they had like they had like at least forty they had at least forty acres. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. While we talk about forty fucking acres, <laughs> so if you got forty acres of land full of scrap metal and cars, if I'm going if I'm going on a because mind you, they put together the little search party. The leader of the search party is the ex boyfriend. So they go on the search party to find this car, my bad, this truck, and it was then like forty minutes of looking, or what was it? Basically, I gotta stop saying basically. It didn't take them long to find the car on forty acres of land. They found the car, and they tried to put it as if it was hidden. Yeah, I don't. Did. Avery, I don't know where Nasty Avery is a smart man, but I reckon if he was trying to hide a car, it would have been hidden better than that. It. Was, you would think, I swear you would think this is a movie. Yeah. And it had sticks covering it up. Yeah. And the woman that found it only, she found it after 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and tell them who the woman was. Um, What was her, who was she to her, to her, Tessa, to Teresa's, Teresa's auntie. 
Oh yeah, a uh, page or something. Was it her name, Paige? I don't, I don't, I don't remember her name. But all I know is Teresa, Teresa Auntie found it. Teresa Auntie found it. So you mean to tell me that this ultimately led to the discovery of the the Rav Four on the every property by Teresa, the auntie of the person that got murdered, led by the search party by the ex-boyfriend who dibbied up who's going to go where. Yeah. Yeah, they had the a map and everything. It's so many, cons- like, it's not, I'm not going to say conspiracy. The search party is led by the motherfucker, is the murderer. The search party is led by the murderer. I'm fully convinced that the search party is led by the murderer. <laughs> it is and everybody's crazy. just going along with the joke because he lead, you picking out where everybody go, go. And she going to go, God led us to this car. Yeah, and God. she was, she was the only one that was given a camera, right? Yeah, the camera. Yes, you see her. It was her and her and her her, and her daughter. daughter. Yeah. Lady yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um her and her. It was she and her daughter, and they were like pretending they were looking all over the place, <laughs> but they went straight after twenty minutes. They found the car. Like when you guys see the acres of land that we're talking about. I mean, it's massive. There is no way in 20 minutes she was able to just find it. It was that was just so terrible. But yeah, we didn't we didn't um, go into detail with Brendan's interrogation. Yeah, we did. I was say we can we can like I told people we're just we're just going we're just gonna be all over the place. We're going back and forth. Don't it say baffles us. That's like if you haven't seen the show, then you don't need to be listening because. We're just giving you like we're not going in order because you already seen the show. If you listen now, you already seen the show. So we're just right. giving you we just giving it to you straight off our brain. Yeah, and the- irrigation <laughs> had to be the most manipulating thing ever. Like I like how the prosec like um Steve Avery's defense team, whoever defense team was, they described it as Brendan's defense team. They described it as Brendan being a little puppy, and when Brendan did what you wanted him to do. You gave him a bone, and we didn't give him a bone. I mean, when he didn't give you the information you wanted, you shied away from him. You left him alone until he gave you what you wanted. They was interrogating this young man for close to four hours one time because the um the jury watched the jury watched the tape, and it had to be at least four hours. And they cut the tape off. His first because it's they cut the tape off before Brendan tells his mom they they played with my mind. They got they got into my head. Yeah, and he also like he also said after he was interrogated for that long, he was like, "Do I get to go home?" You know, and there's another like, line. They kept on saying, "Brendan, you can go home if you just tell us what you just tell it." I think they said, "Tell us what we want to hear." Uh, maybe I'm tripping, but they said, "If you just tell us what happened or some shit or something, you just tell us." If you just tell us, basically, basically they saying that you just tell us what we want to hear, you can go home. So after he tells them what they want to hear, he goes, "Well, can I go home?" And they go, "Not right now." And they, yeah. set, they set this man, they set this man up. And how the hell is this? First of all, you have to, um, in order to be interrogated, your attorney has to be present. 
It's two times. It's two accounts where your attorney wasn't present, and then the prosecutor got you to paint a picture. He literally got you to write, draw a picture of the woman on the bed and chain. Yeah, it was so sad. He actually wrote the truth on paper, and because he didn't like it, he was like, no, Brendan, you have to tell the truth. And he was like, if you testify against your uncle, then you'll get 75 years of life or some, or 75 years. And then like, if you don't testify against him, then you'll get life. 75 right? life, motherfucker. Shit, they the same to me. Right. And uh-huh. then like, I feel ooh. bad. I feel bad with the conversations he had with his mom. Like, and and the crazy part is too, she started believing that Steve, which was her brother, right? Her brother, um, she started believing that he actually murdered Teresa. Like they convinced her for a while. And she was on when they questioned her, she was like, I hope he rocks in there or whatever. And oh my goodness, it was so sad. I one of the conversations that she and her son had. Um, he was like, who's, I'm going to miss the WWE, uh, <laughs> mania. WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania. I know um, you think me that, that yeah. shit was, that shit was funny and broke my heart at the same time. Cause I know. He really, Cause he really didn't understand that he's a caged bird. Now he really did not grab that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how you can even put him on the stand and testify or take a, a interrogate or take or just take anything from this dude because he's not even grasping the fact that he's in jail and he's not getting out. This man still trying to, this man just trying to get home to watch WrestleMania, which shows that he's incapable of grasping the whole concept of, of a murder case. Cause this is what this is, is a murder case. You can't grasp the concept of a murder case that you just accidentally threw yourself into. Like I, it, it's honestly, is is he thinks this is a game. Yeah. Because and one part when he had he was conversating with his mother over the phone, she was like, you know, did he do it? And he's like, I don't know. And she was like, <laughs> did you do it? And he was like, no. So she's like, I'm a virgin. Let me like I'm a virgin. Yeah, and he and she was like, so how the hell did you come up with this story? Where did you get it from? And he was like, I guess like I do on my homework. Man, this one like how. How y'all taking testimony from this man? Yeah, he can't even. That's what I keep on harping him back to. Is he's not capable of having the truth? Like he's at this point, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Cause he said he got off the bus, he went home, he played Xbox, he went to sleep or something. Like he basically the first story he told was the most believable. Well, not the first story. The the story about the Xbox and stuff was believable. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I want to know why is he. This this is what I think he did. I thought I think he thought if he tells this story about well, my uncle, he did this, that, and the third, that they'll let him go. That's like that's probably how he's been. He probably can't distinguish between real life and video games. I honestly think he thinks this is. A, I'm fully convinced. And then you got these cops. How the hell are the same? How the hell is the same sheriffs that convict that set you up for for um rape? In false imprisonment the first time the cops on the case for the murder yeah how <laughs> and then they find and then they find the crucial evidence the key i know lady godiva <laughs> lady godiva 
if you search my house eight times and you destroy the place, I'm talking about you tear stuff down. You, you leave it when they went when they show when um we'll get to Jody in a minute. We'll get to Jody in a minute. But when they show um Jody walking through the house and it was tore up. Yeah. How y'all? Okay, so 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 y'all tore it up. Y'all y'all did a thorough look through. So you mean tell me you walked through that house eight times or how many times? However many times. And you didn't find a key sitting on the floor? <laughs> no way in hell. And then the one that found it is the one that set you up for, for rape last time? Yeah. Yeah, it was so sad. And um hold on, I want to go back to the rape real quick. Um Okay. Then, then it came to light that the dude that actually committed the rape, he got locked up for like doing the same thing at another place. And he called and um he told them. I, I actually raped a woman in Wisconsin and they called the um the Wisconsin Sheriff's Department and they was like, okay, whatever. Like he posted a file did and Steve Avery posted got out way before he posted. Steve Avery, I think, sat another eight years. It probably eight more eight years after the dude actually confessed to the crime. Yeah, that's guess, but but wait, but wait, but wait, there's more. Guess who the call went to? Who? The motherfucker that found the key. I know. Oh my god, the whole thing is crazy. He is the most crooked cop. Ever. We not. We this motherfucker. I'm fully convinced that he found the um the Rav four. And then yeah. because because remember he called the um he called he called the operator. He was like, well, is the license plate this that and the third? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, a, um, a SUV. Or Rav Ford, huh? Yeah, no, that was a that was the sheriff. That's that the, that. it's the dude I'm talking about. That sheriff, it's, it's the dude I'm talking about. The cricket sheriff dude. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. And he, then, mind you, he done moved up. At, by the time of the by the time this murder done happened, he done been moving through the ranks of the police department or the sheriff's department. Mm. He's. It's There's crazy. no way I'm sitting in this jury and thinking, okay, Steve Avery is guilty. Like, there's no way. When it comes to murders, you have to prove what we done a shadow of a doubt that Steve Avery did it. Want to know how this case should have got thrown out? How? Like, all this other stuff we said, we haven't even, we haven't even, we just scratched the surface of what we want to say. Like, it should have got thrown out when. They found that the DNA samples was tampered with. Yeah. When they found that hole in the tube to show that somebody took some blood out of that and put it in the raft for take mistrial. Like no way in hell convicted somebody of murder if that even if you believe that he did it up to that point, how can you believe it after then? They're setting this man up. Yeah, and I think like, and the judge was being uh, an asshole. Like he was just siding. It seemed like he was siding with everybody that was against Steve Avery. Like they, that's that exactly. That's another thing. Steve Avery and Brendan they wasn't afforded the um the right to a fair trial because you kept on delaying this trial. So as you delayed it more and more. The media talked about it. See, this is not like if it was 1960s, the 70s, the 80s, and, and 
kind of the 90s because the 90s you can still get information. We're talking about the 2000s where the internet was prevalent. Because yeah. by the time this went to court, it was had to be like 2006, 2008, like somewhere in that range. So the internet is popping at this point. So every night they're reading about this case, they're seeing the TV. So they're being manipulated to think that he's guilty. Mind you, they already don't like you in this town. So that's one thing they fucked up. They had a chance to bring in a jury from another county and they chose not to. Like yeah. he had smart defense, he had a smart defense team. But that was one thing they fucked up. They put too much faith in these people in this town that did not like Steve Avery. And another thing that fucked them up is the judge did not allow them to pin the murder. Or, well, not the pen, I'm not say pin. The, the judge did not allow them to direct the murder in anybody else's way. Like basically, what they couldn't, they could not get up there and say, "Well, we think such and such did it. We we just got to prove that he didn't do it." So. They was not able to say the crazy ex-boyfriend did it or the or the um or the brother. That brother got no compassion. He 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 just seems so heartless. Yeah, like if I didn't know any better. If you if you just emotionally intense about your sister, you should be something. Yeah, there was no emotion shown whatsoever except for like the stale blank face. And I think like if I if I didn't know any better, I would have said he and the ex boyfriend Scott or whatever were into it together. Like they, they for ooh. some reason. I, I want to know why they went questioned. I know, right? And then um, not only that, like who else was um, Jody? You you don't want to get to her? Jody, Jody. Yeah, we can talk about. Man, I feel bad for Jody. Yeah. They fuck with Jody. Then, then she wasn't she like um I'm gonna go back to jail if they catch me drinking and then she go back to jail like two days later the camera crew set her I don't know where that the camera crew set her up but she was just drinking in public I was like goddamn <laughs> and she was Steve's um Steve Avery's girlfriend right yeah she was a see that's a ride to die yeah like, that's the but, type of ride to die like he she fully believed that he was innocent and she stuck yeah. with him through those eighteen years. Yeah, but you know what's crazy too? The fact that um, didn't they pass each other and she just smiled at him and she got locked up for that too? Yeah, that was a violation of her probation. Oh my like, God. How the hell? So <laughs> we riding by at the same time and you just like, oh, there goes Steve and you happy to see. You can't help it even if she even if she set it up to be at the same exact time. Come on, y'all being... This shows how petty this this sheriff's department is. Oh, my goodness. It was so much more than just the sheriff's department. The family, like, they were they were neighbors. They were, I mean. The, I don't know what the hell the brother was doing. How the, bro, how the brother giving all this testimony if he went hunting? Oh, yeah, Brendan's brother, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, this, that, and the third happened. Well, if you was hunting, how you know what, what happened? Like okay, if you if you if you knew all this happened, when was Brendan? <sighs> Brendan said that him and Steve was out in the yard burning wood, which presumably supposed to be in the body as well. Mm-hmm. In the wood, picking up picking up stuff in the in the, the yard to throw in the fire. So to me, y'all two was having a bonfire. You live right by each other. So your mom didn't know where you were or your mom was like, I knew you were or something like that. 
You yeah. mean to tell me that all these people live on this property, but nobody's seen the bonfire, the supposed bonfire? Yeah, and then he changed. Um, they changed a the statement, right? Because at first they said it was like three feet high, the the bonfire, and then then it changed it and said it was as tall as the garage. Exactly, like nothing. It's so much. It's so much. It's so much. How can you be a jury member? And you get in that room and you vote guilty with so many questions in the air. Like, why is this young man lying? What is the real truth? If Steve Avery was in here raping this woman, where is the DNA of all this? If he's so sweaty, where's the DNA on his um bed? Where's yeah. her blood? Where's her blood anywhere in the house? Yeah, if and the yes, and the woman that was testing the DNA um samples, you know, they gave to her. She she said there were no traces of Teresa's DNA in his house. Cause she was never she was never there. Cause like okay, so it's like did he kill her? And unless you're saying he unless you're saying he had sex with a corpse, cause you got his blood in the Rav Four trying to so y'all trying to simulate a fight happening in the Rav Four. So you mean tell me they got into a fight in the Rav Four, and then he brought her to his house and chained her to a bed. And then raped her, and then invited her his cousin over. Well, his cousin came over, and he joined in the rape. He was like, "Oh, this how you get it, man!" Like, and and then I'm trying to figure. Okay, so did he slice her? Cause they trying to say he took it. Then you took it. Then he took her to the garage and sliced her throat, and then shot yeah. her in the head. Like, where where did the slicing in the throat, shooting in the head? This bullet, this bullet that y'all keep on saying is the bullet. Is not even really y'all. Find, they find this stuff in the most peculiar places that make you question whether or not it was actually there. Yeah, we it's know it wasn't there. You wasn't, <laughs> you wasn't there. I oh, I know it wasn't there. You wasn't able to go in your house for eight days. Oh, that's the bad part. Yes, they research. Like, okay, as soon as that woman made the phone call, um, her aunt Teresa's aunt. When she found the her truck in 20 minutes, she she made the phone call from here, and they like the whole SWAT team, FBI, all these people went to Steve Avery's house, kicked the whole freaking family out, and was like, "Don't come back for eight days." <laughs> and they put, oh my god, that's crazy! Like that is so. That's just unbelievable. Like they are living in bumfuck nowhere, like boondocks. <laughs> and why are they messing with him? That is so. <laughs> That's crazy. They cannot come to. They cannot come to regular America if you messing with somebody because they have a scrapyard. Like yeah. you know, fucking. Like you said, you said bum. What's, what we like to say? West bubble fuck you. So that's so West bubble fuck. Like you have like you have a scrapyard. Oh, I want you set up for murder. What the fuck? I know. That's, the most, so that's the most binding thing to be mad at somebody about for having you you literally hate this man because he has land. That's a, that's considered yeah. that's considered being rich out there. It's like they already sound like they're from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Irish people is so funny. Uh -huh. And <laughs> but it's yeah, because every time we say yeah, that's all we could think about now. <laughs> okay.
I was talking to I was talking to Lady Godiva earlier about something just completely random, but completely random to this conversation. And she just said, Yeah. And that's how she said, Yeah. And I heard y'all. And I just started crying and laughing. Oh my God. And then so much happened. What are what are there other things that um Brendan's Brendan Laurie trying to get plea bargains? Brendan Laurie like, man. You better take this shit. Brendan Lawyer didn't even believe he did, didn't do it. I know. I Remember? know, right? <laughs> it was like, the judge was like, well, do you, Brendan, do you want a new lawyer? I don't know. No, no, no. no. Remember? No, no, no. His mother was, after she found out that they didn't do it, she was like, you need a new attorney because she, she realized like he, his attorney was against him. And when he, was you know he asked the judge for a new attorney the judge was like why did was he you know mean to you did he yell at you whatever and he was like no no and then judge was like i ain't giving you another <laughs> um attorney like <laughs> that's so messed up man it's so much mind you brendan gets to one point in the in the documentary where he says I read this motherfucker said I read it in a book. Oh, read it in a book, boy. I ain't trying to be. I ain't trying try to talk about this young man, but book it, book and Brendan are not synonymous. Oh, I ain't no way hell this boy read anything in the damn book. Oh my god! And then when they questioned Steve about like how he felt. <laughs> that his um nephew testified against him and he pretty much was like he's young and they they got him you know and so he was they were like do you think he's smart and he paused and he was like not really you know but but even even the uncle who's innocent that's behind bars couldn't even get mad at his nephew because he knew his nephew you know, it's just, oh, oh my goodness, it's so much. It was just all of them need to go to jail. All of them do. Like, freaking <laughs> the defense attorneys, the investigators, the sheriffs, the freaking um, the brother, the freaking uh, the ex boyfriend. The brother cold, the brother cold hearted motherfucker. Oh, Steve Avery just saying whatever to prove just he just won't accept the fact. He just won't accept the fact. Motherfucker, you killed him. Oh, and then another thing is this woman contemplated her immortality a lot. Like she she remember they remember she did a she did a random ass video about telling her family to remember her when she died and she she died happy. You're 25. Who the fuck talks like this at 25? Oh my goodness, it was crazy. And then was it her professor or something or colleague testified a little bit and he was like she would she kept getting phone calls from a crazy ass boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and she was like don't worry about it. And he tried to find out who it was and she wouldn't let him know. The crazy ex-boyfriend, ex-boy like in conclusion we think the ex-boyfriend did it. And if we want to go out on the limb, we want to say the ex-boyfriend and the brother did it. They're in cahoots with each other because ain't no hell this is set up so perfectly to frame Steve Avery with so many holes in it when all the logical points kind of points to the boyfriend. 
the perfect time. You already knew that everybody in this county did not like Steve Avery, but you set it up, and then the police just went along because it gets to one point in the documentary where Steve's defense team said that he believes that um, the police believe Steve Avery is guilty. They're not trying to frame him, but they're so caught up on you. You know, I know in the wire when they was trying to um, when they was digging up the old murder cases, he was like. Damn, no, we turn red to black. Black, you know, red to black. We do not turn black to red. Basically, we're not oh we do not open murder cases. Like once they're solved, they're solved. We do not go back and we do not open these murder cases. We would not be doing this. Remember that? That's that maybe yeah. but it's like they don't they don't want to do the investigation. They just want to move on to the next case. So you think he's getting out ever? Yeah, I think they they'll get out and so um what'd you say i said you're so optimistic the fucking governor said that i would not pardon him because it will undermine the police department of wisconsin wow <laughs> it will undermine motherfucking all this goddamn motherfucking that is it right the corruption goes high because people wanted obama to pardon him I was like, well, I, I was telling people Obama's not going to pardon him because I thought people knew that Obama cannot pardon a, um, a state case. But apparently nobody knew that because nobody yeah. pays attention to the government. But yeah, Obama cannot pardon a state case. It has to be federal. Yeah, and it's, just, it's a twisted game. But, but you know, when you said I was um, optimistic, I actually think that Steve is optimistic like after all of that you know 18 years of your life gone like without your family without your whole life like that's that's how oh. you know he that's how you know he didn't do it because the man is too he's too openly honest about everything he has done in his life and he owns up to the to the problems he have caused when he was younger but this man sits in prison and he tries to bear he tries to bear it like he yeah. doesn't yell, he doesn't cuss nobody. Boy, who had me in jail for something I didn't commit? I'm calling y'all all kind of mother. I'm calling y'all all kind of motherfuckers. And you know, he literally like, he literally had no one to talk to because the last person that he was able to talk to was Jody. Like, um, to you know, the last person they allowed him to stay in contact with. But even with her they they threatened her and basically got her to leave him alone yeah they ran him up off he got a new girl he got a new little girl oh not new little girl no 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 Jerry. <laughs> but he got a new woman but um i hope i hope he i hope his parents are alive the day he gets out i hope he gets out and i hope his parents are alive because they seem so they seem so down like them seem like they'll seem like caring parents to sit by yeah. your you sit by your son through those many years and honestly believe he didn't do it and to bear that as well it's him they always say um when a person goes to jail the family and the person does the time and it shows yeah. in the documentary yeah because yeah a lot of people will misconstrue like the fact that just because one person's behind bars does not and the other you know the other people on the other side are quote unquote free really not free like you're just as trapped because you're ah uh, it's so much that goes into it it's sickening like the children grew up without him didn't he have children yeah he got like three children 
Yeah, and then his wife, um, she divorced him, right? Yeah, she couldn't take it. She said, I'm out. She gave yeah. up hope. Man, she gave up too quickly. And then um, I guess that's the only way. She gave I, up on the 18. She didn't even give up on the murder. She gave up on the 18. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but see, that's the thing that's so disturbing, especially in America where we call it the land of the free. You know, we, we already know what's up. But your freedom uh, just an illusion is my conclusion. Right. No, right. But the, the fact that, no, when you see a film, like a documentary like that, that's so real and so live, like it makes you second guess everything. Like he already served 18 years of something he didn't even do. And then when he tries to get back at the people, they frame him and, and set him up and, you know, get him back in there. And it's kind of scary because no one's safe. Exactly. They need to charge. They need. I swear, they need to charge that to the game, man. He did 18 years for a crime he didn't commit. They need to charge that to the game. Let him free. Free Steve, yeah. Adrian, Brendan. Yes. Hashtag. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to this whole thing. Then I guess you already seen the documentary. But you, if you haven't, it's on Netflix. It's called Making a Murderer, and this is this week's. Aka Minority, we like to thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at The Aka Minority, Facebook at The Aka Minority, Twitter is where it gets a little funny, The Minority Awkward, and we will catch you guys next week.